evening, ladies and gents out there in the universe. What's it's Reg Stone, and this is the We Are Remote because we are drinking elsewhere episode. <laughs> Again, if we sound like we're a 1920s gramophone, <laughs> Which, not our fault. We tried. Yeah, and that's, I still don't get how like it's crazy. Like you got 14k TP stuff. And then, uh, and you know, you got all that shit. And then, for some weird reason, it's like you know, all this technology, and still we're out here on phones that sound like walkie talkies. Like you know, I I can literally like like at my job, I can I can see the the ingrown hairs of my coworkers in Asia. But for some reason, here this this voice technology is hard to pull off. Yeah, fam. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. So yo, if we sound like struggle podcast. <laughs> they got a cut. <laughs> yeah, it's technological limitations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what are we going to talk about this week? This is a very slow news week. It's been a slow news week, but uh, you've got the the gods, the indie gods, the 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 last the last breath, the last gasp of indie rock stardom. Vampire Weekend dropped their latest double album, Father of the Bride. You know what I'm saying? Big news. Because they indie were rock. Uh, I was just about to say Indie Rock's Last Hope. Yeah, Last Hope. Last Hope. Enough where they were all over New York. They played uh, Thompson Square Park for a free show. They had like this weird marathon show at Webster Hall where it was like, or Webster Hall, Urban Plaza, where like it's like they played the album. They, they played like three sets. It was all day, literally. Wow. So they're, they're out here trying try to push this album hard and it's kind of interesting because there was an interview of him and Ezra Koenig recently at ID Magazine, and then he was just like, is, is rock dead? Yeah. Is guitar not a premier instrument anymore? Probably. You know, probably. But he's like, but at the same time, it's like from their perspective, there's not much pressure to release this album because in a weird way, nobody cares. You know, there's, yeah. there's, the idea that they're going to come out there and become this big, huge stadium, you know, touring with Metallica and shit, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, I don't know. I, I I gave it a listen. I know you gave it a, a little taste. Uh, I figure I'll start with your taste because you have a you have an interesting take <laughs> on a sample that you had. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I was bored with it. But I, never, <laughs> I didn't get through the whole album, and like you said, it's like a double album. So you know, they're trying to do. They basically try to like pull amigos. Yes. And, you know, if you don't come out strong out the gate for me, how am I going to get to 19 songs? Very true. Very true. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and the thing is, it's weird. Not to say that it's going to sound weird. I don't think Vampire Weekend ever had quote unquote bops, but this is their least boppiest album. Like yeah. This, like this is literally 70s AM radio. You know, you got country songs. You got soft rock songs, and like it's weird because like they even have like you know you see the, you'll see like the credits you'll see like McConan you'll see like these other people kind of in credits, but this is like this is their widest, <laughs> most like you know th- th- this is just the epitome of of boring bland whiteness, and and I and in my case I actually think it's a good thing. I, it's like in a weird way it's the most Vampire Weekend of all the Vampire Weekend albums I've ever heard. But see, that's the thing. The, the the thing about Vampire Weekend is like they had a shtick, you know. So like they, they their whole thing is like, yeah, we are boring, bland white dudes, but we le- at least we have some rhythm. Yes, true, true, true. 
<laughs> it's, it's, I felt like they always had an angle of like, we know we come from this. Like, it's like we're making fun of it. It's just like, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. early records were just making fun of, you know, the guys in the yachts and yada, yada, yada. So I was like, look, we understand we're, we're a bunch of white dudes. Well, white dudes and one Indian dude, but still, you know, one Middle Eastern. But it's like, still, you know, we, 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 we're we able to look inside. And I think this is the album where it's just like, we've, you know, over the years, they've grown into the role of where this is us now, kind of, you know, like this is, we, we're, you know, we, we're no longer poor. You know, we're, we're out in L.A., we're, we're making all this money, quote unquote, you know, we're, we have, you know, shows on Netflix, you know, because Ezra Koning has, um, I think, Neo Tokyo, Neo, it's Neo Tokyo. Neo, oh, yeah, that's Neo, right. Yeah. That's him and, um, uh, this uh, is uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Um, who's like the dude? Like, uh, man, you know the dude, like the, 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 the son, Jaden Smith. Oh shit! Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jaden Smith. Oh, yeah, nice. that, that. I think he's he's a kind of a producer or partner in that show too. Oh, nice. But yeah. uh, but yeah, you know, there there are somebody where they kind of move beyond that, and I mean not beyond that, but you know, they've they've done things. They're they've kind of moved up. They're they're grown. You know, he's married to um, what's what's when Quincy Jones' daughter who was on Parks and Rec. Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. You know, he's kind of wow. moved on. So. It kind of makes sense to kind of have this album, and they've they've doubled down. Like it's weird because, like you said, is they used to be in New York of rhythm. It seems like they've kind of lost that rhythm and kind of went full maximum. You know, like you know, there's there's like fucking you know a lot of female vocals, a lot of female duets here. You know, I won't say the instrumentation has gotten any more complex, but it definitely feels that a lot of a lot of even. Even in the country songs, which should be more stripped down, there's a lot of mel- melody ideas crammed into the songs. Like these aren't just simple like four, four, you know, four or five chords per song. They just do a lot of melody ideas. And 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 the thing is, it's it's like I said, I personally enjoy it, but I could definitely see how it's boring because it it really has no pops. It's just basically an ode to 70s AM radio for over an hour, give or take, these 18 songs. Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, I, I know a few of these tracks released as singles. Um, I know they, he worked with, like, uh, or they work with Steve Lacey on a couple of tracks, and I, I generally admire Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey, he's produced, like, for the internet and, you know, some odd feature stuff, um, also for Solange. Um, but even those were a bit flat, which I, I was a bit shocked by, um, you know, and then, you know, the only, his female collaborator was Haim, um, that band Haim, um, that, uh, LA trio of sisters, um, and even that just felt, kind of felt flat, and Haim is kind of like almost, almost a little like 70s, kind of, I wouldn't say funk, but, you know, they have, they have some bops, you know? So uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to you dudes, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's and you're right. Haim is '70s, but it's '70s rock. This is definitely more along the lines of Simon and Garfunkel. Like you know, to put it in the car test, I remember I was having my mother around, who's you know she's a little bit on the older side, she's a little bit elderly side, and this should kind of be somewhat in the wheelhouse. I left the playing in the car, came back in, and she was basically like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> So it just tells you kind of like how, but like I said, I, I like, I, 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 for what they're going for, I enjoy it. You know, it's a lot of melody, very 70s, very, I won't say stripped down, but very much like we're leaning into folk. 
really into country, really Americana. It's very, 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 yeah. very Americana. And they're a band that, you know, in their own weird way, they were critiquing or playing the fight. Is Americana for all the, you know, the polo show references and Oxford comma. So it's just like Maximal Vampire Weekend. The problem with Maximum Vampire Weekend is the is that at the end of the day, their music is still kind of cheesy, corny, white, you know, white music. It doesn't even have that coolness of of yacht music. Like I'll never forget, I never forget, but uh in that autobiography that came out like a couple of, I think it was like last year, the Meet Me in the Bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So they had, so I remember they're talking about, you know, like the strokes and LCD sound system and TV and the radio. And, you know, we used to go to these bars and that bar. And, you know, this person was sleeping with that person and drugs, cocaine. And then literally the book was just like, and then if Empire Weekend showed up and it was all over. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and then that's the kind of vibe here where it's just like, womp, all right, womp. you know, womp womp. It's like, all right, no more drugs. It's just really boring indie rock. And, and, and the thing is, I feel even bad saying boring indie rock. I, I, I liked what they were doing. I like what they do. You know, they do it really well. But I could definitely see how, you know, it's, it's kind of just not, you know, it's boring. And, it's, and I guess maybe the idea is because even Ezra, he's written for Beyonce. And I remember there was an interview with him years, and they go, years ago. And you could tell he's, a, he's, a, he's very knowledgeable about music in general. So I remember he's one of the first people I heard it. Shout out ASAP, ASAP Ferg, you know, right when he was yeah, first bubbling. Yeah. So it's just like, I have a thinking suspicion in his case. He was like, look, you know, I really, like, I'm not going to be able to add trap drums. You know, I'm not going to be able to, like, compete with, like, your fucking Ariana Grande's. You know, I really can't. And, and at the same time, you know, I can't do the indie rock shit because by now, you know, we're, we're moving into decade two of that kind of sound being played. So, you know, he just went, you know, like said Americana. Shit that, shit that was cool fucking, you know, there's been a segment that enjoyed it from the fucking 60s to the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to now. You know, it, it went from basically like, you know, arguably it went from like, you know, folk music to more Simon and Garfunkel, you know, let's say 70s more like, let's say Yacht Rocky. Then you yeah. know, 80s, it kind of morphed into, actually more, really more 80s, morphed into Yacht Rock. Then 90s, it kind of went back into folk kind of music. And now we're kind of, you know, it's full circle. And, you kind of, and they kind of draw from all those kind of influences. Like I said, I'm not mad at it. It's, it's I respect it. I like it for what it is. Is it, is it a top 10 album? No. You know, it, it's, it's, it's something where, you know, it's, and I, and I, like I said, I get what was happening. You really can't come out with a rock album. It really came come out for indie rock album in 2019, so you've got to kind of go to what works. Yeah, and see, that's actually like you know one of the things that we can wrap this up. You know, like one of the things I'm noticing about in my about indie rock is that it just lacks bite right now, and it lacks edge and lacks all these things that made rock music cool. And I feel like it's 2019, Trump is president, you're angry, you're, you're like, you know, liberal, like whatever, you're angry. You should be doubling down on that shit. And I feel like, I don't know, it's like Vampire Weekend going the opposite direction, maybe it's trying to make a statement, but uh, it's just like, my, my ears are not tuned for that. My ears are like trying to find some, some you know, I'm not going to say like punk music, but my ears trying to find something that just like has an edge to it. And I, I think even though Vampire Weekend has always been kind of straight edge, 
Like they 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 had something. They brought something, and I I feel like they took all that away with this album. Yeah, but, no, it, the, they, they they have a vicious ass drummer. It's very depressing because even in the old stuff, he would only show up maybe a couple of tracks on the album. But he, yeah. whoever that drummer is, definitely comes from like the like some some kind of punk fast drumming scene because he's vicious and it's and like even here going back to this idea like there's almost no rhythm section here there's there's yeah. it's it's nothing there's no beats there'll, there'll be no samples of any of these songs as drums are concerned it's very mid um and i and i feel you for the idea of where and, and i guess a particularly a band like that that always i won't say they were political but they they you know they used to kind of skewer this upper rich middle class kind of ideas i'm not going to say that they don't do that on this album but it's very weird to have, you know, in the time of Trump, to have an album that kind of, you know, just kind of waffles and wapes. And particularly when, you know, like you said, it's, you know, you've got like, look at last week, how we both love Rico Nasty. You know, that's music where not necessarily political kind of fits to what's happening now. You know, you've got, yeah. you, you've, you know, there's, there's shit like, like a lot of the way R&B is, is in this dour moment, dour mode, where, you know, arguably you could say it's because of the weekend, but, you know, things are getting reflected back to the, the SoundCloud rap and how depressing that is. Not to say you have to be depressed. You know, I could definitely understand there's also triumphant music out there. You know, there's music that that's very uplifting. You know, it's, it's a reason why, not to be funny, you know, Chance the Rapper is huge. There's a reason why Kanye West is now on the, you know, gospel wave. But it's kind of weird to have an album that's literally like mid. Like this album is timeless, but in a weird way, where it's just like, it just feels very, like, and like I said, it's weird. It's like safe. It's like topically safe. And at the same time, it's different from what they've done. So I can't say they didn't go out of their real box, but they did point at a very safe kind of corner of music and said, hey, we'll hide out here. You know, we're not gonna put any weird industrial stuff. We're not gonna do any hip hop. We're not gonna fucking go leaner into the guitar rock. It's just like, look, this kind of weird 70s Americana has been lasting for, you know, for decades and people like it and we know we can always kind of go to it. So we'll kind of stay here. You know, there's a reason why there's country songs on this album. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah. True. So, you know, I, right. but like I said, I liked it. I can't, I, I definitely understand your point and I agree to that point. Me personally, I liked it because musically, I thought there's a lot of great melodies, a lot of good melody ideas. I think that's where it shines. As far as, let's say, like, I would love to see this live because I just can't imagine it. Because, <laughs> you know, you're, you're in this rock concert, you're around all these sweaty people, there's some marijuana smoke in there, you've got two or three Budweiser's in you, and then they come out and do, like, these, like, fucking folky country songs <laughs> <laughs> for, like, an hour and 15. It just feels very, very fucking boring. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Besides that, what's on the new music agenda? Yeah, so actually, you know, we can talk about thought, but I, I do want to actually talk about you know right quick. Sure. Um, yeah, because um, this is actually an EP that I, like, I actually kind of listened to, I think, before and after I, I struggled with, with Vampire Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was a palate cleanser. It was a palate cleanser, but it's actually along the same line. So are you, are you, are you up on you know? No, I... I, I... I do not, I do not know, you know. <laughs> okay, so basically it's this black kid from Florida, from, I think from Jacksonville, who basically makes surf rock. Ooh, I fucking surf rock son, hard actually. Yeah, and son of, to Sub Pop. 
Oh wow, that's definitely yeah. dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like this really cool kind of like you know like light airy sub pop you know music. Um, I don't think the lyrics are depressing or anything like that. I think it's just more of just almost like these 90s rock lyrics that kind of mean nothing <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, but, you know, he actually has just a really kind of diverse array of songs, too, for an EP. Um, like, you know, like I think No Going Back is more of the, like, in the surf pop uh, vein and like Fall in Love is another track that's a little bit more like Toro Moa-ish, like a little bit more electronic. Um, there's a couple of other tracks where you, you see him like sneak some AO8s in, but it's like mad <laughs> subtle and mad in the bridge, you know? Like, you know, he's not trying to be like a little Uzi Vert, you know? Mm. He's not trying to be like some hip hop dude who like discovers any rock <laughs> and thinks he's a rock star. I think like this, this dude like strictly wants to be like a rock dude. Um, and it's really cool. It's, it's really cool. Like, it's, it's definitely, I don't know, it, 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 it reminds me of Vampire Weekend's first album in a lot of ways. Like, it's, it's like, it's rock, but it's also catchy. You can dance to it. You can bop to it. Uh, you know, like, No Going Back to Me is a bop. I could hear that, like, playing on the radio. Um, and like I said, you know, you, you've got that sub-pop backing. So I think it's kind of cool um just to, to, to know that you signed to not like a major label but like one of the most major indie labels of all time um and it's a really cool like six song ep uh the ep's called moody um and yeah it's just like like and it's also kind of too cool too because the dude kind of looks like you know t-pain he has like dreads you know, like, he, he kind of looks like you can walk out and you expect him to, like, rap or sing an auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, no, 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 I'm going to, like, sing my surf rock. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was actually kind of interesting. Um, cause I was really kind of hyped for the Vampire Weekend album. And then I, I was just like, man, this Vampire Weekend's kind of blah. And then I, I, I pressed play on the you know, and I was like, oh, this, this, this shit is cool. This is what kind of rock music should be. Um, and, 20, and not saying like it has edge or anything, but it has melody, it has like substance, it has like something that's like deeper. Um, and again, like black people were saving, saving our culture once again. Coming out once there, again. saving, <laughs> that's our jobs now. We've created so much. <laughs> Our goal now is to go back and take take, take the white man interpretation and fix it again. So so far this year we've saved country, we've saved surf Save rock, <laughs> surf rock. I mean we right. got we got to make moves now. I mean Vampire Weekend done trying to kill all fucking seventies fucking folk. We got to come out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to that fucking Jay Z folk album. No, <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what oh, else? On, on my end, I guess my 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 special cut was a known artist, kind of bubbling up for a minute, Ari Lennox, um, yeah, singer songwriter. I feel like it's weird. She's not a she's not an old artist, but she's not necessarily a new artist. I feel like I've been hearing that name for a good five years. It seems here and there. But uh, yeah. lo long story short, signed signed to Dreamville, which is a uh, Mr. J Cole's uh, record label, 
And so she dropped the album, I believe, like for once, I feel like Tuesday. I feel like albums, I thought albums only come out on Fridays nowadays. It's bizarre. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. But um, but long story short, I'm a fan. And and what I like about the art, this album particularly, is the fact of where it's I mean, and it's kind of it's cliched. I feel like to a certain extent, you know, I feel like in let's say the nineties into the early aughts, R and B was very much about, you know materialism and not to say in a negative way but it was very much like hey you know maximalist it's like i love you forever it's it was a very much like these almost like telenova type songs of where you know love's veered from here to there and you know it's it's that you have the hip-hop influence there's a little bit of bragging in there and yada 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 and you know we've, we've kind of shifted another way with the rise of the weekend and your bryson tillers and everybody else where you know it's it's not as triumphant but then it feels kind of like the exact opposite way where you've got all these, you know, Telenova highs and now you've got all these Telenova lows where it's very much like, you know, I'm at home, I'm depressed, you know, she's left me, I don't know what I'm do, yada, yada, yada. So what I like about this album is, you know, on this album, there's still some breakups, there's still some issues, there's definitely some fucking, but it's like regular. It's, 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 it's the story of what you'd find and like, you know, you know, a younger black woman, you know, mid-20s, maybe early 30s tops, going through her life, being single, celebrating, you know, meeting dudes, celebrating, you know, fucking, celebrating, drinking a little drink. We'll find that, like, melodrama usually get in RBs. It's something where it's like, it's just a chill-ass album. And I think the best part of it is, like, and I, and I would discuss this, I said that um, in our notes, like, like she's got that one song, New Apartment, which is literally just about, you know, the pride of having a new apartment. And she's talking about, you know, drinking cheap champagne, you know, Dollar Tree champagne glasses and Andre champagne, you know? It's something where it's just like appealing about you have this album where, like, you know, it's, it's like a Sunday morning clean album, but it's about Sunday morning cleaning, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, and so it's, and, and, and like, like I said, it, it's it, going back, I guess, to the critique of Vampire Weekend. It's like, if you really can't be political, at least be comforting. And what I like about this album is that it's very comforting. It's, um, her vocals are dope. Um, the production is pretty good. I'm not gonna be like, this any crazy, you know, this is a timeless ass, you know, forever Celine Dion ass, you know, soundtrack song. But as a long player over the tracks, it's dope. There's nothing to be skipped. It just sets a vibe and, I, and I'm enjoying the vibe. Yeah, I actually, so I, I started listening to this album. I didn't finish it, um, but I was super impressed by it. Um, she actually, I, I look into her discography. Uh, she has an uh, album from 2016 called Fa, I guess. Bo, Fa. I guess it's named after the, the uh, you know, Fa, whatever, Bo. <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, and you know that one was a little bit more, I would say, like neo R and B. And I think this is like almost all. I hate to use the word traditional, but kind of traditional R and B in a way. Um, it's just like, it's just like I don't know. It's like the that, that Mariah Carey album. You know, it's like it, it's not trying to do too much. Yes, good call. Actually, <laughs> yes, no, agreed. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's not trying to give you like the you know all of this atmospheric production, or it's not you know it's just giving you <laughs> songs and instrumentation, and that's it. And I I truly, truly, truly ap appreciate that. 
Um, and, you know, I, I think you said something, uh, you, you made a comparison that in our notes about SZA. It's definitely along that SZA line. Um, but SZA with a good man, basically. <laughs> uh, which I, 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 think, I think it's hilarious. And I, I you know, from the, from the first out, half of the album, I get that, you know, it's like, it's definitely kind of the celebration of like, you know, almost like where you are in life. Like it, it didn't, it, it didn't seem like it was like a depressing album. It didn't seem like it was like, you know, one of those albums that, you know, like FKA Twigs where like, you don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just seems like it's kind of like a cool back to basic, back to basic R&B album. But it, you know, and not to like, Rag on LMI more than I continue with Rag on LMI, but it, it just, but it just seems like you know that album was very much like I listened to all of these '90s R&B artists growing up, and I'm going to like try and make something in that vein. This feels a bit more authentic. Like you know, I can see her being like, you know. One '90s R&B like you know, or like a 2000s R&B like lineup like easy, you know, like her, Solange, and like, I don't know, give, give me another artist from that era. Oh, I, maybe uh, her? Could maybe we put in, would you put her in that category, kind of? Yeah, oh yeah, her is definitely in that category as well. Her is definitely in that category. Um, but man, I'm, I'm, I was trying to make a thought and Dude, I walked 10,000 steps today, so <laughs> I'm tired as hell. But, you know, so but basically, yeah, so, like, it's kind of cool to see this, like, R&B revival, and, like, it's already been happening with her and LMI, but it's cool, and, and she's a part of that. But, like I said, like, Ari Olympics, like, it, it, it seems like she's got that drip, though. It's, like, dripping with authenticity, you know? Oh, you know, um, I, I, I feel it. Like, like there's one poor so I popped that pussy, and the thing is, not to be funny, that should be like that should be a dumb, cliched asshole. That should be boring yeah. as hell. We've we're 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 we're, we're post like you know twerking. <laughs> we we hit maximum twerk in like 2018. You know what I'm saying? We're in the post post twerk era. Once once Cardi B was in the Coachella stage twerking, pregnant, <laughs> popping on stage, <laughs> pregnant. There's no coming back. And what's cool is Chelsea has a song where it could easily. You know, pop that puss could easily be this boring ass so and so, but it's fucking sensual. Like she makes it so that way it's like, oh shit, this is a jam where you know lyrics aside, I could play it for my moms, and then she would it'd be like a regular, you know, like, you tweak the lyrics a little bit, and it's a regular ass, like you know, again, a, a regular ass, solid ass R and B song. And I, I, I like, it's weird to go back. Like you said the back more I carry. You kind of forget how much like that's a staple of a household and of a radio system and of records. Like you know, a lot of the music now, you know, people talk about you know this and that and R and B is like hip hop and sampling and blah blah blah. I I think what I kind of miss is the idea of where you could have these, you know, these three you know three and a half minute songs that are just really solid R and B, well written R and B music that's not really trying to change the world. It kind of fits what's happening in regular everyday life. And I'm kind of happy for like this weird revival that's happening because of it. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. Cuckoo, so, cuckoo. Uh, yeah, props to her. Props to her. And uh, what else? And I guess that this case is, uh, the last thing is, uh, shout out to DJ Tara. You know, she hit me up on some like, who the fuck is this? And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was basically this little, this, this, this ominous, ominous looking album cover with like five slashes on it. 
And it's a band called Salt, S-A-U-L-T. And apparently, I guess around March, they kind of came active and started kind of saying, hey, here's a new single. The single cover has a cartoon pictures of like two women and one man, which I'm assuming that might be them. It's it's very like almost uh, silhouette. So you really can't see their faces or tell their features 100%. But you do you can kind of tell it's two guys and one girl. So I gave it a listen and I was like, Oh shit! This is fucking flames. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And, and the thing is, it's like because you know you listen to the first, you know, and it's what's what's crazy about it is that all right, so you listen to the first couple of songs, and it's like all right, cool. This is like uh, you know ESG kind of seventies, you know disco, maybe even disco punk, but with a definite like you know Nigerian slant to it. Then it kind of gets you know. Then you see the African, you know, Afrobeat 70s uh, fella come in a little bit harder. It's like, oh, maybe they're kind of going between these two kind of worlds. But then it kind of flips into like your cheesy 80s, like, you know, R&B, you know. And then it just kind of goes into these weird places of just like funk, of like fucking, you know, like, um, of like, you know, basically just. So you basically have funk. You've got Afrobeat. You've got dance punk. You've got straight up disco. You've got yeah. like like modern like like D'Angelo esque R and B. You know you've got it's it's just this eclectic group of songs tied together not by necessarily the female voices and the one because the females are generally the the two women are the ones who are the primary vocalists. Although the the guy the male has a couple of lead songs, but really it's all about the fucking bass. Whoever's fucking making those bass lines. Holy fucking shit. Them shits is strong straight through the whole album. And that's the kind of glue where even though they kind of, you know, genre hopping through, through all these little black music subgenres, that that rolling bass line, that walking bass line is always funky straight through. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the funny thing about this album is like, we, you know, we've seen artists like this where they, they play with like 50 million styles and it comes off as disjointed as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this everything has through line for this this album. Like everything sounded like they all belong together. Yes. Every you know, every sound you know, you start off with Afrobeat and then you go with like sixty soul and then you go like to you know electro and like on paper that does not sound like it should go one after the other. And this album, like it it flows. So uh, yeah, no, it's definitely. And the funny thing is. First off, I know I figure it was two vocalists, but I cause I had the most fun listening to this album because I'm trying to figure out who is this, right? Who like is this like you know Solange and Erica Badu, you know? <laughs> it's 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 a secret project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is cool. Like 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 it's been a minute since we had like a, a cool secret project where we don't know who is who and we don't like you know like it's been a minute since we we we've, we've kind of seen that. And I think like the projects like this, you know, because again like we have access to all the music in the world, you know, so you know being able to kind of just like sit around and like try to figure out like like you know what this is and who's singing oh that note sounds like erica badu i don't know it's something else sounds a little bit like like fancy gold like to me that was really cool and really fun and it was a really good like i haven't engaged with an album like that in a long time you know 
Um, and it might just be some some random, you know, some random people off the street. But the fact that there's mystery around it is really cool in 2019, where you know everybody has to have like a big album drop or things like that. Um, but no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this album. Like this, this was a really good look, fam. Like thanks for putting this in my life. Oh no, this, uh, shout to DJ Tara because I was like, and it is one. Yes. It's in. Oh, there was one song which got me. What was it? It's uh oh, foot on next, foot on next. Oh yeah. Hard. You know, and it's weird because like even that song, that's a straight up rage protest about police brutality. And I was like, yo, it makes me want to go hop in the car, run over some cops. You know what I'm saying? And that's crazy <laughs> to have that in the album where, <laughs> you know, like like they they they're doing fucking shit up. You know, D'Angelo ass loving sexy time R and B too. So it's fucking awesome that they kind of, you know, and and like you said, it's the idea of where they're able to kind of do this and still have it be cohesive. And and to me, it's it's all about. It's about the baselines. It's about the fact of where, because even like the idea of where, because that first song they go from like ESG, ESG like like dance punk, to like with these weird almost fill out call, call, call outs, and they're kinda in the same genre, but not really. That should really fail on paper. You know what I'm saying? Because you got straight yeah. up, you got straight up funk, you know, and you've got four on the dance floor, which is kind of like they're close, but it's different. Because funk, you got to play outside of the circles, where four on the floor is you have to stay in the circle. You gotta stay in the drum beat no matter what. Well, if like Afrobeat is all about dancing around and moving things around. So like the fact that they're able to kind of pull that shit off, it's like, oh shit, you guys are kind of dope. And then they kind of just nail it through the whole album. And it's something where like it's, I'm, I'm kind of living for, going back to the idea of where, you know, like a lot of the preeminent musical, musical genres are like hip hop and EDM and yada, yada, yada. It feels like there's this weird kind of movement of not necessarily organic, because even then, there was one song which I heard the quote-unquote horns, and I'm pretty sure that was a fucking Casio keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the idea of where there's still this this reference, there's still this this love of like organic type sounds, and it, and they coexist. Like it's not on some shit where we do this and we don't do whoopity whoop whoop whoop. Like I wouldn't be surprised if eventually this all comes out and yada yada yada, and it's like yeah man, it was all fucking you know garage bands, MP3s back and forth. And you know, I recorded the vocals in the fucking bathroom. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just a oh, yeah. dope little fucking record. So, you know, props to them and hopefully they will reveal themselves and hopefully they'll go out there and tour because I want to see these motherfuckers live. Yeah, man. Who who do you think it is? Ah, who do I think the thing is it's weird. Cause like I said, it's definitely that that last song definitely is, would be something from the D'Angelo school of R and B. But mm. the thing is the the female vocals are so like Shouty and, and it's weird. I I, I want to be honest for a half second. I thought it was. I thought for a second it was gonna sound really horrible because I think I went to um um foot on next. Like I thought it was Oshun for a half second, even though they're oh. nothing. They're not nothing like that. But it had. But in that vocal, in that song particularly, you've got almost these angry, youthful female voices. So I thought maybe that's who it, who it is. It's hard. It's hard to nail. But like whoever that bassist is, is fucking awesome. What it did remind me of, a lot of honestly, is a lot of the bass work from Crowbin. Uh, uh, I always mispronounce the names. Crowbin. Uh, Crowbin, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. it, it has that same kind of slinky bass line through a, a lot of the songs. But it's definitely not them. It's, def it's definitely the blacks are somewhere involved in this one. <laughs> <laughs> you sure it's not Taylor Swift? Uh, actually, sadly enough, if I, imagine that is. It's like Taylor Swift, Joe oh. Jonas. <laughs> And like Katy Perry, you know, they're like, oh, we're not beefing anymore. We're we're, we're forming a supergroup. 
Dude, if if Taylor Swift could pull some shit like uh, like my my respect will go from negative one hundred <laughs> to like ten, but <laughs> <laughs> poor Taylor Swift, womp womp. It's um, but yeah, man. So no, it's, it's it's really really cool, and not a lot of uh, like streams. So uh, definitely, if 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 you like all of the musical styles that we just outlined. It's definitely a cool, cool ass listen. Um, so it's like salt, F A U L T. Yeah, S A U L T, and it's and it's and uh, it's five is the name of the album. Just the number yep. five. So you know, yep. props to them. And uh, I think that's it for the new music. Yeah, yeah. man. So it's it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's been, a, but it's weird because it's that calm before the storm because June is right around the corner, and we we still don't really have. I mean, sadly enough, it probably is Old Country Road. But Old Town Road, we don't have a fucking song of the summer yet, to be honest with you. So it is weird in a weird space. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But Old Town Road is still going. Yes. So it, it, that that that's basically going to be that song. Yeah, no, it, it killed um, it killed Swift's new song. Swift tried to come up there in the yeah. Billboard charts, and it was like, get out of here, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and then I guess New Towers uh, next next week, um, which. <laughs> we're, we're all looking forward to all you know of what? us. <laughs> I actually have been going back through the Tyler discography. I actually listened to Cherry Bomb uh, this week. Oh, nice! And I was like, that was a Tyler album that everybody hated um, because you know, like it bounced around. It was like it started off like punk rock, and then he was kind of like you know he's playing around more indie rock styles. And I think like you know hip hop cats weren't really down with that um i I was reading an article uh you know he doesn't like that album um because he was he you know is trying to do some fan service and the fans didn't like it but uh no i i think i think the tyler album coming out it's interesting to me because like i thought his last album was pretty good Um, i'm not huge huge ass tyler the creator fan but you know i i think he's been good for the culture like the good and bad of tyler has been great for the culture um because i think we need like a kind of uh boogeyman you know he's kind of been that boogeyman in a lot of ways especially like his earlier work (laughs) ways he's basically misogynistic homophobic and you know like we need sometimes we need art to challenge us um so yeah man I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and even though I was kind of being like a, a little tricky with that, I I think I feel that, and for me personally, I don't think he doesn't necessarily have any classics. But to be honest with you, his albums have, are being have been consistently great. Like I let me rephrase this: not great, good. Like he's never really had a clunker. I know sometimes his because Lord knows our future fans are annoying as fuck. So I definitely know there's been a lot of <laughs> backlash of certain. You know, I feel like the only one that kind of got the reception. From his earlier stuff, like Wolf, happened to be this uh, Flower Boy album, and I think it's yeah. only because eventually those assholes basically, you know, grew up, went to college, and are not, not paying bills. <laughs> <laughs> but everything in between hasn't necessarily been bad. I'm, I'm just more just interested to see how he kind of morphs, just because I, I think of him as that he's been good at everything he's been trying to do. I want to see how if he can pull something off great, but I guess we'll know in about a week or so. Yep, that's right. Cool, cool, cool. But all right. And on that note, people out there, thanks for bearing with us through, you know, ye old 
1980 slasher movie. I'm about to get killed by the bad guy. I'm, I picked up the phone, and suddenly the dial phone, the dial tone is dead. Ass connection. <laughs> Next week we'll be back in full, you know, 1990 CD technology HD. You know what I'm saying? Straight through, you know, the high quality mics. Something. I don't know. It's, something, I, I, something. I, I, I just, but it's, it's crazy to me how, like, again, if we were FaceTiming now, it'd be fucking awesome. But for some reason, this whole talking technology, we haven't mastered after only 100 years or so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guys and girls out there, click the likes, give us comments, opinions, hate, love, and we'll hear from you next week. All right, people. Peace. Peace.